0: there and welcome to episode number 24 of the book more Jewish weddings podcast today i'd like to introduce another jewish word shabbat everyone deserves a day of rest and in the jewish world that day of rest is called shabbat the jewish shabbat begins on friday at sunset and ends on saturday when it gets dark what would you do with a weekly day of rest listen to this podcast to help understand the rules of shabbat and how they might impact your life or your business. As a Catholic farm girl in Minnesota, I certainly never expected to ever be the Jewish party maven, but 4,400 parties and 26 years later, I am indeed an expert at Jewish parties. I am fiercely committed to helping the best vendors book more parties in this amazing, lucrative, and incredibly loyal Jewish party market. Let's go. Shabbat literally translates to rest or cease. In Christianity, the day of rest is on Sunday. In the Muslim world, Sabbath is on Friday. In the Jewish community, Shabbat or Sabbath is from Friday at sundown to Saturday after it gets dark. In Judaism, Shabbat is the most important of all Jewish holidays, so important that it happens each and every week the entire year long. Observant Jews believe that God has commanded them to rest on Shabbat. They believe that there should be no deliberate work done on Shabbat. Truly, it is a time of rest and restoration, not for work or business transactions. Perhaps you've heard the story of how God worked six days creating the earth and on the seventh day he rested. Well, that's the basis for Shabbat. And if God's important work could be set aside for a day of rest, surely your work is not too important to set aside just temporarily. On a Friday evening at any Jewish household, it's common to hear the greeting Shabbat Shalom, which literally means have a peaceful Sabbath, a peaceful rest. The appropriate response is Shabbat Shalom to you as well. When you're in a foreign country, the locals appreciate that you've taken the time to learn at least a little bit of the local language. It's the same with wishing someone a good Shabbos, even if you're not Jewish. Good Shabbos is an appropriate greeting any time from Friday evening through Saturday evening. We've talked about how there is not a Jewish language. There is Hebrew and there is Yiddish. Well, in Hebrew, the day of rest is called Shabbat. S-H-A-B-B-A-T. In Yiddish, that day of rest is called Shabbos. S-H-A-B-B-O-S. They both mean the same thing. Throughout history, people had to work every single day just to eat. A weekly day of rest and leisure was only for the wealthy or for the ruling classes. Rabbis have argued over the centuries about what constitutes work and is therefore forbidden on Shabbat. Generally forbidden on Shabbat is anything to do with farming, cooking, sewing, construction, harvesting, or fires. Electricity is considered to be the same as fire and is therefore forbidden on Shabbat. In modern times, things get complicated. We now have Shabbos elevators which continuously operate and stop automatically on each floor. We have Shabbos timers on our ovens, so the ovens remain heated the entire Shabbos. Phones are technically electric and forbidden on Shabbat, but every synagogue has its own interpretation of the Torah, and the rabbi sets the local rules. Automobiles are either run by an internal combustion engine, which uses fire, or by electricity these days, which serves the same function as fire and is therefore prohibited on Shabbat. Also, cars would likely be used to move from a private domain to a public domain, and that is strictly forbidden on Shabbat. Perhaps you've witnessed Jewish families walking to services on a Saturday morning. They're likely walking because they are observant or Orthodox Jews. Some refer to them as Shomer Shabbos. Those who follow all the rules of Shabbat. One of the results of this belief is that Orthodox congregations can only be as large as is practical within walking distance, so Orthodox shuls usually remain small. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that Reformed Jews do not believe in following all of those 613 rules set forth in the Torah. That's why you'll see parking lots at Reform or Conservative synagogues filled with cars on Shabbat. A typical Shabbat dinner begins no more than 18 minutes before sunset. Rolls are very clearly defined. The woman of the house recites a special blessing and lights two candles. Then the man of the house recites a kiddush blessing over the wine. Then the grandfather says the motzi, a special prayer over the challah bread. Observing Shabbat does not mandate that you spend your entire day in prayer but one is certainly encouraged to include prayer in the Shabbat day. It is a day of rest and relaxation, a day of family time. Shabbat ends at nightfall, typically, technically, when three stars are visible in the sky, usually 40 minutes or so after sunset. There is a special service signifying the end of Shabbos called Havdalah service. During the Havdalah ceremony, Blessings are chanted over wine, spices, and candles. At weddings, it's not uncommon to see a sign these days that says, No phones, please. Be unplugged and enjoy the ceremony with us. Be present. Sounds a lot like what the Torah said all those centuries ago. Take a break from work and distractions for a while. Speaking of weddings, perhaps you're wondering if weddings are permitted on Shabbat. Well, typically weddings involve hiring vendors, and we like that part, and some type of monetary transaction, and as a wedding vendor, I like that part too, and signing a ketubah. I know you know all those words if you've been listening to these podcasts. Anyway, a legal contract would be prohibited on Shabbat, so therefore the short answer is no, weddings are not permitted on Shabbat, at least not in the Orthodox community. That's why Jewish weddings often take place on Sundays or Tuesdays. Hey, I don't know about you, but Tuesday weddings would fit nicely into my schedule. Among Reformed Jews, weddings are indeed permitted on Saturdays, but usually not until at least 6.30 p.m. Of course, each Reformed rabbi decides for himself or herself what time they're comfortable performing wedding ceremonies. But it's pretty darn rare to have a Saturday afternoon Jewish wedding. This podcast is designed to teach vendors about Jewish traditions. So, how can you apply what you've just learned about Shabbat? Well, for one thing, you as a vendor should not be surprised that your Jewish clients might not answer their phones or emails on Shabbat. They might not want to meet with you on Saturdays either, because that is technically considered work. You might also help them by making arrangements to get paid on some day other than a Saturday. As a vendor, you should learn to respect the rules of Shabbat, especially when working at a reform or conservative synagogue. As a redcoat lady, I'm regularly schlepping stuff from someone's home to their party. And here in Metro Detroit, if that party begins on a Saturday night at a conservative synagogue, I'm required to deliver everything on Friday before Shabbat begins. Writing is not permitted on Shabbat, so at those locations, I'm careful not to carry a pen around. Tearing paper is not permitted on Shabbat. Perhaps you've noticed that the toilet paper dispensers there are sort of like Kleenex boxes. You pull out one sheet at a time and you never actually tear the paper because tearing paper is not permitted on Shabbat. As a caterer, you're not permitted to light fire on Shabbat. So, of course, you can't light the sternos under the chafing dishes at an Orthodox synagogue on Shabbat because lighting fires is not permitted. As a vendor, Hopefully you found this podcast helpful. But what if you're not a vendor? What if you just want to understand your new Jewish family? According to the latest polls in the Detroit area, 58% of Jewish marriages are interfaith marriages. Of those, a full 80% consider their new family to be a Jewish family. So there are a whole bunch of parents out there, perhaps you're one of them, who just want to get a better understanding of their new Jewish family. This podcast can help you understand the holidays, the vocabulary, and the traditions that are so important in Judaism. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Our full course will be available soon. In the meantime, if you'd like to learn more, keep listening every Wednesday to my newest podcast. If there's something in particular you'd like to learn or explore, send me an email send it to pat at jewishpartymaven.com. We'd love to hear from you. Or check out my website, guess what, jewishpartymaven.com. Or follow us on Facebook or Insta at jewishpartymaven.com. You got it, we're trying to make it easy for you. As a Catholic farm girl in Minnesota, I didn't understand anything about Judaism. And I'm sure not here trying to convert you. But if you wanna understand Jewish customs and traditions, I am here for you. It might help you grow your party business, or it might help you enjoy your new Jewish family. Perhaps this weekend you will embrace Shabbat and take those grandkids on a nice walk through the zoo or a hike out in nature. Get unplugged. It's worked for centuries to help you get rested and restored and focus on what is truly important. I'll be back next week. Thanks for spending your valuable time with me, the Jewish Party Maven. And Friday, I'd like to wish you a Shabbat Shalom.